It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Today's episode, our title sponsor is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. We'll have a featured interview on today's show. Hinkley Ropati, a new BYU running back commit from Cerritos College in Southern California. He took some time to join me. We'll talk with him about his commitment to BYU and what he expects to do as a Cougar. We'll also get to our player countdown series. Uh, yesterday, we didn't have our podcast post for whatever reason, so we'll get to players number 53 and number 52 on today's show, as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do do. So a lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. And without further ado, let's get to it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for July 13th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Uh, first things first, a reminder for you guys, this podcast is available anywhere podcasts can be found and or downloaded. Make sure to follow along regardless of wherever you're listening in from, so that way you never miss an episode each and every day. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So a big thank you for continuing to download this podcast each and every day. Uh, first things first, also some housekeeping to take care of. Apologies about yesterday. We've been doing these bonus editions on the weekend where we post uh, shows on both Saturday and Sunday as we continue on with our player countdown series throughout the summer. And for the first time ever, I had a podcast all ready to publish. It was supposed to publish at 12.01 a.m. on Sunday morning, and it didn't publish. I don't know what happened, so I apologize about that. I probably should have looked into it a little bit earlier on in the day, but I got towards the end of the day yesterday and realized it never published. So a big... Uh, my bad on that, I guess I should say. And I hope that you guys didn't miss us too much. We'll uh, make up for that on today's podcast with our player countdown series, which we'll get to here in just a moment. But just wanted to get that out of the way right up front and say, I'm sorry about it. It looks like just based on my analysis looking into it, I haven't really talked to anybody from Megaphone, who is our uh, posting company. And I, man, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming maybe something went out overnight. Uh, they were doing some maintenance or something like that and it never posted. And like I said, I, I missed it. So that's on me. And once again, my apologies for missing a day, but we'll catch up on that right now. So uh, our player countdown series has been a ton of fun to do. And multiple of you have reached out to me over the past couple of weeks or so and said, hey, Jake, even with all of the unknowns with regards to the college football season, obviously we now know that uh, five of BYU's 12 games have been canceled by the Pac-12 and the Big Ten making the announcement they're going to the conference games only. But multiple of you have reached out to me and I want to thank you guys first of all for your interaction with the podcast. But you've said regardless of whatever happens with the college football season, you still want to see the player countdown series roll on. 
multiple uh, people have said that, you know what, this is fun to reminisce on some of the greatest players in BYU history. Think back on uh, players who starred for BYU in the past and really just to have a walk down memory lane. So we are going to continue this player countdown series, even with the Utah game not happening 52 days away from today. So we're going to treat it as such. We'll count it down. We'll do the 100-day countdown. Maybe we'll do a basketball countdown after that. Who knows what we're going to do? We're also kind of still waiting to see what happens with the college football season. With this podcast in particular, waiting to see what BYU is going to do considering their first month of action has been canceled uh, by all four of those games being against either the Pac-12 or Big Ten team. So just an interesting situation all the way around. But let's get to the players number 53 and number 52 on today's podcast. Let's start off with number 53, the one we missed yesterday or what didn't post yesterday. Our finalists on that list included BYU big man Alan Taylor as well as a former BYU center Jumbo Jim Eakins. That's a great nickname, Jumbo Jim Eakins. Linebacker Isaiah Kafusi, And then one of the most interesting players I have found to date in this player countdown series, former BYU offensive lineman and kicker Dave Taylor. You heard me right. An offensive lineman and kicker Dave Taylor. Some of you may remember him uh, playing in the 1970s for BYU. Actually, was a pretty dang good kicker for BYU, all told. Made kickoffs. Uh, I think he made 47 of 52 attempts on field goals during his BYU career. So a good player in that right. The fan vote in this actually went very heavily in the most current player, actually the current player wearing the number 53, and that is Isaiah Kafusi. And Isaiah is a guy that's actually going to be a guy I think is going to have a chance to play in the NFL. I absolutely think that he's got the capability of playing in the NFL if he gets the right break for him. I'll probably have to go the free agent route, but he won the fan vote in this with 57.1% of the vote. Jumbo Jim Eakins coming in second place with 26.5%. Alan Taylor with 12.2%. And then Dave Taylor, who I just talked about, the offensive lineman and kicker, coming in last place with 4.1%. Uh, but I think all these guys deserve to be on the finalist list. Alan Taylor, a great player for BYU, played for a long time with the Cougars finishes senior year averaging uh, just over uh, just under 11 points per game and 12 and a half rebounds was a whack all-conference honoree a great player in his own right playing from 1976 to 1980 but I think Jumbo Jim Eakins is absolutely the pick here as the Cougars best player to have worn the number 53 Eakins played for BYU in the 1960s ended up uh, being drafted in both the NBA draft and the ABA draft this is before the merger uh, between the NBA and the ABA ultimately decided to go with the ABA route uh, was drafted by the Oakland Oaks in the 1968 ABA draft after finishing his career with the Cougars played eight seasons in the ABA as members of the Oakland Oaks the Washington Caps the Virginia Squires came home to play for the Utah Stars for a time and also the New York Nets he won an ABA championship with the Oaks in 1969 and then also in 1976 with the New York Nets a uh, great player playing for uh, Eakins. Actually played in the NBA after the ABA-NBA merger in 1976. Was a member of the Kansas City Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and Milwaukee Bucks. So just a great player all the way around, uh, speaking of Jim Eakins. Six foot 11, 215 pounds, had just an elite size and his ability to play on the court. Your nickname's Jumbo. It's kind of hard to, to look at you any different, but there's a great story, and Dick Harmon chronicled this uh, in a great series 
earlier this summer about the great Kreshmer Chosic. Uh, Chosic, when he was at BYU, uh, Jim Eakins came back to school and was attending classes during the offseason. And Chosic said he wanted to play him one-on-one and pretty much gave Eakins the business. And Eakins was not happy about it, but kind of showed the prowess of a guy like Eakins and his ability to play on the court. And I think the pick today, for number 53 at least, was Jim Eakins. Now, the finalists for number 52, which is, of course, our honorees today, the finalists were offensive lineman Ken Sirk, who played from 1968 to 1970, BYU uh, basketball center Jim Usovich, who played from 1986 to 1988, BYU linebacker Aaron Wagner, who played in the mid-2000s, 2004 to 2006, and another BYU big man in Mark Handy, 1973 to 1977. It's been a really tight race so far. There's a little bit of time to go here on this, but Jim Usovich in a a neck-and-neck race with Aaron Wagner, way out in the lead, both of them sitting in the low 40% range. Uh, Mark Handy coming in third place with just over 11%, and Ken Sirk bringing up the rear with 3.8%. But my uh, pick today in this is Jim Usovich. I thought Usovich was a great player when he played for the Cougars, and there's nothing against Aaron Wagner. Aaron Wagner was just an absolute monster on the football field for BYU. He was a great player, but... Usovich, man, when he came to BYU, he went on a mission in the middle of his career, but came to BYU and absolutely had a great career as a Cougar, then went on to play in the uh, pro leagues all over the world. He played in Europe, Israel, Greece, and the CBA. He tried out for the Los Angeles Clippers in 1991, but then was released by the team before the regular season began. A great player, there's no doubt about it. Usovich, not necessarily as tall as Jumbo Jim Eakins, but still a great player. 6'9", 235 pounds. Uh, played for BYU from 1982 to 1984, then went on his mission and came home and had his best years, obviously, after his mission from 1986 to 1988. I, a great player by any stretch of the imagination. When you read about guys like uh, both Eakins and Jim Usovich, I think both of them well-deserved honorees. It's nice to have basketball players entering the mix here as the best Cougars to have worn those respective numbers. But this is the fun part about this. You can debate this all the time because guys are going to say, well, Aaron Wagner was a great BYU football player. I thought we were talking BYU football. I'm not limiting this at all. We had a volleyball, not volleyball player, a softball player, and Ianita Lei win the number 66. It was my pick on that. Uh, we're going to have lots of fun with this. Sean Walker, who joined us on the special edition on Saturday, talked about the fact that Tressa Spalding Hampson, a former BYU women's basketball player, should be honored there. I completely agreed. That's the fun part about this countdown. So today, today we're going with two basketball players, speaking of Jim Eakins and Jim Usovich, as the two players, the best, best Cougars, I guess I should say, to have worn the numbers 53 and the number 52, respectively. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're talking with Hinkley Ropati, the BYU, new BYU uh, commit, a running back for BYU. Uh, I could have talked about him and really let you guys know more about him, what I know about him, but I figured, you know what? Why not let, let the young man tell us about himself? So I had a great conversation with him. We'll get to here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at rockauto.com. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine over the weekend, and he asked me, Jake, you're doing a lot of advertising for rockauto.com, and it's true. We've had Rock Auto on pretty much every day, it feels like, during the week, but I'm very impressed with what rockauto.com brings to the table. I'm not a car guy. I will freely admit that. My car 
it gets me from point A to point B, but I, I can do very simple things to my car. I can change my oil if I need to. I can change a tire. I, that type of stuff I can do. I can do the very base level stuff. If you were to ask me, you know what, Jake, we need to replace your alternator. Let's take it out and put it back in. Not a chance I'm able to do that. But the good part about it, a company like rockauto.com is I can get the right parts for my vehicle regardless of whatever I need. So if I have to have somebody else install it, guess what? I'll have the right part for them and it's shipped directly to my door. That's the best part about a company like rockauto.com. They're a family-owned company, been serving online auto parts customers for 20 plus years and just doing it the right way. Reliably low prices all the time. You're not going to get a worse price than anybody else is going to get at rockauto.com. You can search their inventory. It's really easy to do. You look up your car, your truck, your SUV, whatever model, whatever year it is, and you can search by manufacturer. You can search by part. Even can search by price. If you want to go above a certain price point about a part, well, rockauto.com will let you filter by that. That's what I love about this company. Any part your car, truck, or SUV might ever need, rockauto.com, without a doubt, has it for you guys. Whether it's a tail light, a new alternator, you need to replace your front end, your new axles, whatever it might be, they've got the parts for you guys. Go to rockauto.com, write, the, write in locked on when you stop by and ask about the how did you hear about us box, write locked on in there so they know that we sent you from right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But I can tell you guys, so very impressed with this company. For a non-car guy like myself, they're making my life a lot more simple. So check them out. That's rockauto.com. Make sure to write in Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box when you stop by. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. Proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, as promised, here is my conversation with new BYU running back Hinkley Rapati right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hinkley, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate being here. Absolutely. Well, first off, congratulations on the commitment to BYU. Uh, You're a junior college running back. What led to your decision to pick BYU at this juncture? Oh, man. uh, I think the the very first, first reason why I chose BYU was simply the relationship that I built with the coaches. And ultimately, it, it felt like the place that I can not only grow as a player, um, but, you know, a place I can grow as a young man and most importantly, spiritually. So it was it was honestly a, an easy choice at the end of the day. I understand you went on a mission before enrolling, enrolling at Cerritos. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So where did you serve a mission at? Um, I served in the best mission. Philippines, Quezon City, okay. <laughs> <laughs> under uh, President Coster and Sister Coster. Okay, well, most people would say that their mission was the best mission. I completely understand that. Uh, so, you, but you, when I say it, yeah. it's pretty factual. I promise you I, that. <laughs> I understand. I understand absolutely. So, Hinkley, you're back now. You had your freshman year at Cerritos this past season. Uh, Eleven games played, yes, 647 yards on the season, and ten touchdowns. Uh, how did the season go overall for you personally in your mind? Um, you know, honestly, like, um, I, I felt like I, I didn't perform the way I, I would have wanted to. Um, but, um, I feel like it was, it was a, it was a good solid season, but I, I definitely expect more from 
myself and from our team. And so, um, but overall, I personally felt that the season went well, well as a team. Um, everybody, you know, was able to come out there and give it the best, and I think that's all we can ask for. You obviously are going to be coming to BYU. When are you expecting to enroll? Are you going to be enrolling this winter? When are you expecting to come to Provo? Um, so, right, as of right now, um, once I get back home and get things um, organized, um, most likely I'll be able to come by mid, uh, mid-year. Okay. And so, um, right now I'm just getting my transcripts and all that, you know, done and figured out and then once once all that's done I'll be coming as soon as possible if I can come right now then we're, we're going to get that going so uh, out of high school you, you were you recruited by other division one universities what was the status with you coming out of high school out of Downey uh, so coming out of Downey um, I actually was um, originally committed to go to Dixie State um, that's kind of where I, I committed coming out of high school um, but while I was on my mission um, I guess you can say I changed my mind about the school and where the route that I wanted to take to get to, you know, a a bigger division one school. So that's kind of where I ended up at at the junior college. So going the JUCO route is kind of an interesting situation. Uh, We've seen in the news this past weekend that they may be moving the junior college season this fall into next spring. How would that affect you? Do you think? Um, well, yeah, that, that definitely was, uh, something that I took under consideration, you know, making prior to, this, to my decision to come to BYU um, because, you know, we wasn't really sure if we were going to have a season this year. Um, but I think that the same day I decided to commit to BYU was the day we found out not only as players, but um, I mean, our, our whole program found out that we weren't going to have a season. That was me pushed back to season, so pushed back to the spring. So that's kind of where I felt that, you know, I need to go now. You know, there's no reason for me to, you know, stick around. So that's, that's kind of what helped with my decision as well. So that kind of explains. So you're looking now at it, as soon as you can get to Provo that you will do that. So it could be potentially this fall or during January is what it looks like, right? Yes, sir. Exactly. Yes, sir. And is that just a matter of making sure your grades are in order and everything? Yes, sir. So right now we're still in the process of finding out. Um, so I, I never registered for the NCAA clearinghouse and I just found that out. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was a qualifier coming out of high school because, you know, I wouldn't have been able to attend Dixie State if I wanted to go there out of high school if I, if I wasn't. So um, most likely, if once I find out that I'm a qualifier, I, I can just leave right away. Um, if not, then if I have to get a, my AA for some for some reason, I have to get my A, then I'll be done with that um, at the end of fall. Okay, very cool. Uh, Hinkley, tell me, tell me a little about your background. You, of course, you're from Southern California, but what's your, what's your background as a football player and just in your family in general? All right, so uh, yeah, um, so my parents are originally from uh, Samoa. Okay. Um, they uh, immigrated from Samoa here when my mom was actually pregnant with me. Um, I was born a few months after they got here to the states. Um, yeah, I grew up all my life in um, in California, Southern California. Um, I was born in Lakewood, raised in Compton, moved out of Compton in my teen years, um, moved to Long Beach, and then I started playing football since I was. Eight years old, uh, yeah, I think nine years old is when I started playing ball, and yeah, I never looked back ever since then. <laughs> so, how many people in your family? Um, so, it's, there's six, seven of us siblings. Okay. Um, there's three, three boys and four girls. And um, I am the second eldest. Okay. And so I have an older brother, and then the rest of them are younger than me. Okay, and they all involved in sports like you. 
Um, as of right now, the only one that's involved in sports is my younger sister. My younger sister, who's 19 right now, she's at Long Beach City College um, playing on the volleyball team. And she's actually expecting to probably make a decision soon and see what she's going to leave as well. Well, very cool. Uh, so your football style, I watched your film. I watched your highlight film from this past season at Cerritos. And the, the term I used when I tweeted it out on Twitter was violent. That was the, that was the term I chose to use. <laughs> How would you describe your game on the football field? No, I, um, uh, I, I like that term. <laughs> violent is definitely uh, a way to describe, but I feel like the best way to describe my, my style of play is just hard nosed football, you know, um, if we need to get the, the first down, then I'm going to get it. Um, it's plain and simple. Uh, but at the same time, I, I like to think that I'm elusive um, on the field and, you know, make people miss and able to make, you know, uh, people miss on one-on-one situation in open open field. Um, but, yeah, what, I think that, that word describes perfectly my, my style of uh, play. Well, I'm, I'm glad I got it right. Uh, so, <laughs> talking here with Hinkley Lerapati, a new BYU running back commit. Hinkley, who is the main uh, coach from BYU who is recruiting you? Um, I've been talking a lot to uh, Coach uh, Coach Jeff Grimes and uh, Coach Roderick and Coach Harvey. Okay. So, uh, those, those, they've, they've been the one that I've been talking to since they've reached out to me, so... So Harvey Unga, he is the running backs coach at BYU, uh, one of the better running backs in BYU football history. Have you watched any of his film and uh, tried to oh, compare yeah. yourself to him? Most definitely. I've, I've watched his film, and I, I, I love the way he plays and the mentality that he brings in, into the game. So, yeah, I, I definitely like, you know, try to shape my game after him as well. When you have talked to him about your role coming up here on the BYU football program, what has he told you? What does he expect? Um, um, from what I remember, he we, we just talked about um, you know coming in and being able to contribute in all aspects of being a running back. You know, not just of course running the ball, but being able to come out of the backfield catching the ball, and then also being able to block. You know, having the um, you know a lot of times running backs are, I guess you could say, uh, you know, afraid of pass blocking or don't really give it their all, but. You know, that's, that's one thing he, he, we talked about was just being able to contribute in all aspects of, of, of what's that called, being a running back. Is that a similar type of conversation you've had with Coach Grimes and Coach Roderick as well? Uh, yes, sir. If they told you anything different, what do they expect from you when you show up there? Uh, simply, they, you know, they, they're awesome. Man. They, they, they just told me they, they put their full faith in me that I just come in there and be able to contribute right away. Um, so... I'm just excited to be able to come out there and, you know, give him my all. Obviously, you're a guy who served a mission. How uh, big was an offer from BYU when you got it? Oh, tremendous. Uh, I think that's since, since I, was, I was young. It's always been a school that I've, that I've wanted to, to go to. Um, and for many, for many reasons, you know, besides football. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was definitely big, you know, when they reached out again. After returning back home from the mission to, you know, about about an offer, so that was that was definitely one of the biggest blessings. What was the reaction of your parents and your family when you when they found out? <laughs> yeah, my 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 dad was was super happy. Um, they they've actually kind of offered me at a better time. Um, it was right after I I lost my mom in April, and so literally a week after that, they they called and 
you know, despite everything that was going on, it was it was good to add a little token of joy, I guess. Well, our condolences on on the on the passing of your mother. First off, uh, no problem. Thank you, though. Uh, so, your family background. Obviously, you said your parents are, are are came to came to the United States from Samoa. How big uh, would your mom's reaction been? Do you feel like after you if once you got this offer, how would you think she would have reacted? Um, man, I think she would have been, yeah, I, I know my mom would have been very proud. Um, not, a, yeah, without a doubt, she would have been super proud and probably, probably really emotional. So would have been awesome to spend with her, but I know she's, she's happy and she's cheering me on another side. Well, that's good to hear. Um, Hinkley, I guess the last thing for me here is when you show up to BYU, what do you expect to show BYU fans? Man, I, what do I expect? I just expect to just, you know, I want to be able to show them that I'm that I'm there to contribute and to be able to, you know, help the team be successful in our season um, in every single down, every single game. Um, that I'm not there to play. I'm I'm really there, you know, to not only you know play football, but you know I, I look at it as you know I'm I'm trying to get to the next level as well, and that's that's all, obviously the ultimate goal. And so you know, come in there, it's it's strictly business and it's just I'm just excited to come out there and just to be able to show everybody what I can do and how I can contribute to the team well Hinkley congratulations once again a big thank you for joining us here on the podcast and we look forward to seeing you whenever you show up in Provo all right awesome thank you so much Jake there you go Hinkley Ropati the new BYU running back commit a big thank you to him for joining us here on the podcast a great conversation and I very much look forward to seeing this young man in a BYU uniform and interesting to hear him talk about if he is cleared by the NCAA clearinghouse, he will be at BYU as soon as this fall. That'd be fantastic to have as another option off the bench for BYU. When I watch his film, I'm absolutely impressed and I absolutely think that he has got the ability to be a contributor right away at the division one level whenever he shows up at BYU and cool to hear him talk about his family and what he's doing, trying to honor the life and legacy of his mother. Mother, uh, his parents, obviously uh, people who came over from Samoa, trying to find a better life for their for their family. And man, I'm rooting for this young man. I think it's really easy to root for a young man like that. I had a thought about him after rewatching his film a couple of times over the weekend. I want to get to. We'll get to that here in just a second as we close out today's podcast. Before we do that, though, I need to take a minute today and tell you about our good friends once again at All Guard Pass Control. They're a local Utah County-based company that's capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front for whatever you have in terms of your pest control needs. Whatever it is, they will take care of you guys and they will make sure you are completely satisfied with your work. What I love about All Guard Pest Control is they came to my house, sprayed my house. I had some issues with some spiders and some ants earlier on this summer. They came out. Seth and his team took care of my home. And it's been absolutely marvelous since then. We haven't had anything inside the house that's been bugging my wife or kids. Obviously, all of us that are listening to this podcast, we want to make sure our families are uh, happy and comfortable inside our homes. And that's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They offer two unique programs when it comes to what they're doing with their services. They have a quarterly pest control program where they come out and treat your home once every three months. Make sure to keep that barrier up around your house year-round to keep everything that should be on the outside, outside, and everything on the inside can be nice and comfortable on the interior. They also offer one-time services. You have a one-time issue. They'll come out to take care of you guys and they'll leave you alone. 
All Guard Pest Control wants to make sure that their services are tailor-made to fit what you need. They're not going to try and force extra services that you do not need onto you. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires quote-unquote follow-up visits. That's what I love about Seth and his team at All Guard Pest Control. Big BYU fans to boot, so you're supporting a fellow Cougar fan when you support this company. I would encourage you guys to check them out. All Guard Pest Control can be contacted at 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com if you want to learn more about them. Their reviews are absolutely spectacular. I give my personal endorsement 110%. I love All Guard Pest Control and hope you guys will trust them to take care of your home just like I trust them to take care of mine. Once again, give them a call anytime you need pest control needs. Right away, give them a call. 801-851-1812 or check out our good friends at All Guard Pest Controls online at allguardpestcontrols.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, guys, as we close out today's podcast, a quick thought here, and it's about Hinkley Ropati's game after rewatching his film. You heard me talk about with him the fact that I thought the violent was a great uh, adjective for his running style, his playing style on the field, and he didn't disagree. He said, I think that's a great adjective for it. But watching the film of Hinkley Ropati, I think this is a young man that can become an every down back for BYU if he accomplishes his, I guess, uh, what should we say, his, his potential as a Cougar. He's going to be here at BYU coming up either this fall or as late as next January as a mid-year enrollee. Whenever he shows up to play for the Cougars, I think he has got the ability to become an every down back for BYU. The nice part is you already know what his floor is going to be. And I think he's more than capable of being that third down power back. You need one or two yards on third and one or two. You line him up and say, you know what? We need these yards. Go get him. He's going to do everything within his power to get that yardage. But I also think watching his film, he's got the capability of being a guy who can contribute in multiple facets. Is he ever going to be a burner? No, he doesn't have the quote unquote top gear that I think uh, lead running backs need to have, but I think he's got the capability to be a running back to be what you can rely on in multiple scenarios. I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he's more than capable of picking up yards on the inside. I even think he could pick up some yards off tackle if need be, but I think the positive news is this is a young man who's going to come in extremely motivated to show what he can do to BYU's coaches. He bet on himself, decided he didn't want to go to Dixie State, decided to bet on himself going to the top level of college football, and he's made good on that bet. So we're looking forward to seeing him in a BYU uniform, and I can't wait to see him as a Cougar whenever he shows up here in Provo, regardless if it's this fall or coming up uh, this January or next January. All right. That's my final thought for today's podcast. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show, guys. It's a blast to be with you every day. We're well, going to keep going every day as long as we possibly can do it. Will we have college football this fall? Your guess is as good as mine at this point, but we'll be covering everything as it comes right here on your daily home for BYU sports on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hopefully you guys are all having a great Monday whenever you hear this. Stay home, stay safe, wear that mask when you're outside. Let's all help curb what's going on with COVID-19. So hopefully we can have college football whenever that shows up this fall. And like I said, we'll continue to do daily podcasts until we hear otherwise. 
Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all having a great day. Whenever you hear this, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 13th, 2020. We will catch you tomorrow. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.